Welcome to another episode of the Live to Accomplish podcast with Nathan Shooter. To discover more insightful episodes, blogs, videos, and resources, visit nathanshooter.com. Hey there, friends. Thank you so much for making the choice to join me on this week's episode of the podcast. So you're going to be hearing from Preston Pollard, who's a very impressive dude. He's based in Los Angeles, and he is a TV personality, he's an international speaker, he's a pro skater, and on top of that all, he's also a model. So there's literally nothing that this guy cannot do. Recently, I was in Los Angeles, and I met up with Preston downtown. So we made some time to have sushi and a conversation, and you're going to be hearing today all about his story. So he was born in Alaska, moved to California, became a pro skater, and he's gone on now to tour the world with his message of pushing forward. Before we jump into our conversation with Preston, I wanted to remind you that you can download the two latest ebooks over at nathanshooter.com. So the two last podcasts were about how to revive lost passion and also how to give life-changing feedback. So to go with those, I wanted to equip you to do that better by having a resource to work through. And those eBooks are there ready for you to download. Hey friends, I know that you're going to be really inspired by his story and also really just inspired by the way that he thinks and the way that he views the world. But I want you to do more than just be inspired. I want you to take some notes on your iPhone or iPad, whatever you use, to really be very intentional about then taking some action on the things that encouraged you. Alright, so let's now jump into our conversation with Preston. It's going to be a little bit noisy in the sushi store, but I know that you can push past that and enjoy everything that he wants to share with us. Today I have the unique pleasure of speaking with a gentleman right here in Los Angeles and he is Mr. Preston Pollard. Welcome. Hey man, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure. So we're sitting in a, uh, I guess a kind of like a new trendy version of a sushi store in downtown Los Angeles and um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be able to to talk to you today about um, where you have, I guess, got yourself to here. So I know that you've traveled all the way from Alaska yeah. uh, as a pro skater and then here you find yourself in downtown LA. So where did it all begin? It, it, it all began uh, realistically in, in Alaska. So um, my grandfather, he was born in, in Georgia and then he ended up moving to Alaska for uh, to, to be in the military. And then uh, that's my dad was born in uh, um, Georgia as well, but then they all moved up to Alaska. And then my mom's from Guatemala. She then she lived in California, and then she eventually moved up to Alaska. My mom and dad met. Bam, here's me. Um, I have an older sister, and, and so we 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 both grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. And you know, as a young kid, I was always really hyper. Uh, just couldn't really stay focused. Well, they gave me all the medication, the Ritalin, or whatever. And eventually, my mom took me off because I couldn't you know, stay focused, but as a young kid, I was always curious. I'm always a, a person to ask a lot of questions. People, even though people were like, stop asking questions. Well, that was in me. That was one of my natural abilities and gifts. And, but as a young kid, I was always trying to, to discover who I was. And at first I started to try to discover who I was through media and through TV. So I wanted to be like the rappers. I wanted to be like the gangsters. And I tried, I tried to dress like them, I tried to walk like them. I was even trying to hang out with some people that were in gangs in Alaska. And I tell people all the times, they didn't shoot people with guns, they used snowballs. <laughs> but um, I spent a lot of time really trying to, to find myself until I, uh, until, until I really discovered skateboarding and that's when things started to change. Yeah, wow. 
So I guess one of the things that happens to us when we're young is that we, we try to form a self uh, perception of who we think we ought to be, mm-hmm. which is sometimes in contrast with who we're meant to be. And um, it, d- it also depends to a degree on our environmental factors. So for myself, um, I'm you know several thousand kilometers that way in Australia, and then I'm also in a regional area as well, so which is five hours west of Sydney. And so it's one of the things where environmentally um, that affects who you become because you see the choices you have. So you made a choice then to move to America. So how did that come about? Yeah, well that was, uh, like I said, I started skateboarding at around seven, eight years old. So it was a, a big journey, but uh, through the years I was able to, it was a lot of hard work, but I was able to get sponsored um, and, and, and going through, that was really cool. But I was also, people still would make fun of me being a black skateboarder, being in Alaska, but I just really had this dream uh, that I wanted to just to do something big with my life and to do something different and not just be like a normal stereotype. And so once I got sponsored, I started to network every, as much as I could. I'd go to these trade shows at like, I think I was 16 years old. I flew out to California for the first time, go to these trade shows, would actually sneak in sometimes just to get in there so I could meet these pro skateboarders, so I could just ask them, you know, different questions and meet different sponsors. And eventually I got in my first magazine, which was crazy. And I just continued to build and build and build. And eventually, when I was about 18, that's when I talked to my mom about, hey, you know, to really, to do this thing big and I would need to go to, need to, go to California. And so I uh, headed down to California. Really, that was a huge step for me. Uh, I really had to, you know, really push out of my comfort zone because uh, being in Alaska, everybody knows everybody in Anchorage where I'm from. And a lot of people, they stay comfortable. And with, with this new um, big vision that I have for my life, I would have to step out. I'd have to step out in busy California. It's not as crazy as New York, but it's still busy and there's still a lot of competition. So I, 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 I came out and I started filming, taking photos and was getting in different magazines and had an amazing, amazing time. And uh, I look back now and I'm like, wow, what an adventure. I'm still on an adventure, but uh, it, was, it was such a great time. It's amazing. So I think this is one of the big things that we find, whether we're in business or career or whether it's students or whoever it might be that has listened to this with us now is that usually reward is on the other side of risk and that's not something that's always comfortable but that's usually what the process is we've got to push past the risk to get to the reward so what kind of like companies have you worked with in terms of like their sponsorships and and um, all those kind of things with your skateboarding side of stuff yeah definitely you know when I when I first started I was getting product from first I had a, a small sponsorship and I was a, it was a company called Northern Border. There was our skate shops that were called Borderline. And then from there, I, I really worked my way up and I was getting products from Hurley, OGO Backpacks, Grind King, Airspeed Shoes. Yeah, I was just really, you know, just, just going up to these people that I never met before, introduce myself, uh, let them know who I was. And, and, and then eventually, if they liked what I was presenting, they would send me gear. Yeah, of course. And, uh, so it was cool. Yeah, wow. Fast forward to today in Los Angeles now, not far from where you live. And um, so what made you want to, I guess, start working in the in the industry, as they call it? And how did, how did you begin? Uh, well, my, my mom was, was uh, Miss Alaska in like 95 or 96. So she was always modeling and doing, you know, uh, 
commercials and I would, at the age of like seven, I like butted in when she was doing a commercial to kind of get into the commercial. I like kind of like, mom, can I be in the commercial? And eventually they're like, okay, put your son in the commercial. And you know, when I moved out to uh, California, there was an opportunity to be in a, in a music video. There was this uh, actress named Allison Stoner. She played in Camp Rock and a lot of other uh, awesome TVs and commercial stuff and music videos. And I got involved in the music video just by being on MySpace and connecting with one of the directors. He's like, come on set, went on set. And it, I started to meet people. I was networked without even knowing I was networking, just meeting people, hey, how you doing? And um, eventually met a family. And just so happens one of the kids uh, turns out to be in this huge movie that was later called Super 8. Yeah, and right. uh, so the mom was like, you know, you're really great with my son. I love, you know, just, I love who you are and what you stand for. Would you be interested in being his assistant on uh, this movie called Super 8? And I was like, what? This is a Spielberg movie? J.J. Abrams? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was, it was amazing. I really, it was a humbling, it was a humbling process working for somebody who's like, this is young kid, but it was also inspiring just to see these young kids um, on top of their game. Yeah. Uh, and, Focused and, and knowing what they're doing. Exactly. It was just super cool. So after that, it, it, it transitions to, I went with him to Connecticut where he worked on another show called The Big C. And that was with Laura Linney and uh, uh, Gabourey Sidibe and, and just a couple other um, uh, people that were in the business. So after that, I was like, you know, this is, this is great. And I was thinking, you know, um, there's, I, I know I have other gifts, you know, in communication and different things. So um, I started to do some, some TV hosting where I was on a um, network called TBN. And I was there for like five to six years. And that opportunity happened when it just so happens my mom met a lady at church and she said, hey, your son looks like he would be great as a, a TV host. And um, I gave it a go. They went to the, the audition process, had to read from a teleprompter. I didn't know what I was doing. And then they uh, brought me back and they said, you know, right now we're not looking for a host, but just, you know, stay on board, help out around. So I was helping out, opening doors, cleaning up trash, whatever was needed. And then eventually, one day one of the main hosts didn't show up so they were like all right preston come up and and that's kind of how it started and again so you basically got told stop cleaning that bin and get up here yeah man <laughs> yeah and 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 i didn't know what i was doing and sometimes i still don't know what i'm doing but i'm always open to learn i'm always open to grow i'm always open to evolve and and i think that's what has been like a key thing for a lot of opportunities to kind of open and you know open up in my life and so I TV hosted there for like five years, which was great. And then uh, just about two years ago, I stopped working for them. And then now I've you know, managed to use those God-given abilities to be on the Oprah network. And, and then you know, I interviewed some other really, really cool people. And, and, and you know, for me, my interviews are really just to try to inspire people and, and to encourage them to push forward if they ever hit a difficulty or a spot or uh, in, in life. Yeah, I think that's a good point that you've made there is that um, just recently I've just spent a few days in Hollywood and what I'm finding is that, yes, the stories are incredible and like there's a lot of amazing films, but there is also a media, a media gap that kind of doesn't necessarily speak to our real lives and doesn't really help us to um, be equipped to how to push forward when those stories are our own, happening in private, not on screens. So what is it that you do to help people to 
to push forward in the privacy of their own lives, not on screen? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, one of the, the things that I do to help people push forward is I, I really try to help them identify what their natural abilities and gifts are. Because I think once you as a person or, or me or anybody discovers what we're naturally gifted at, and we can start diving into that every single day, then we can start realizing and, and, and finding our purpose in life. And, and even though, like I said, it gets hard, you have to surround yourself with, with people who are going to be uplifting, who are going to, who are going to encourage you. Because it's gonna get hard, it's gonna get tough, and you're gonna need those people to, to push you. Uh, you're also gonna need to, you know, I love, I, a lot of people say, I don't have any mentors, or I'm just like, yes you do, you know, go to the bookstore, there's a lot of people you can read and be inspired yeah, yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look on YouTube, look on yeah. podcasts. Yeah. And I guess like for myself, I call those people mentors from afar. Yeah. So people who I read about in books, they'll never know that they were my mentor, yeah. but they were from afar in the sense that they influenced um, the way I view the world as I do now because of who they were to me. Mm -hmm. So who are some of the big influences for you? Man, that's, that's a great question. You know, one of my, uh, one of my favorites, he's a guy named Miles Monroe. Uh, you know, I like Dale Carnegie, I like John Maxwell, um, Zig Ziglar, to he's the Les Brown, to uh, Napoleon, uh, Point Hill. Napoleon yeah, Hill. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, there's, there's just a list of lists and I just keep, you know, I, I read a lot now, I, before I never, read a lot but now I, I read a lot just to get inspired and encouraged on a daily because I think it's important that we renew our minds on a daily base uh, because some days are hard so we kind of constantly have to like okay get re-inspired get re-inspired because nobody's really just made it we're all working on something that's right and Zig Ziglar as you probably are quite well aware said um, motivation is just like um, bathing we recommend it doing it every day and um, I, I have this rule that when I go through airports I must not buy a book and I fail almost every single time <laughs> so subsequently I've got this amazing um, library full of amazing books um, only a percentage of those have actually been read but um, I tell you though like um, some of those authors you mentioned I'm gonna make a note of those so people um, they go along with the show notes for this because some of these books I've already done little reviews on but I'll also include them for uh, for future episodes mm -hmm. moving on then now to some of the things that you do to reach yeah. Um, the different generations. So, what kind of demographic are you reaching today with with the work of like flying around and motivational yeah. speeches and that kind of thing? Man, for my well, it's, it's probably going from thir I would say thirteen to probably like I would say even twenty five, and it's actually expanding because there's a lot of people that will, you know, I was doing an interview one time and I was always talking about youth, and there was an older gentleman who was like, "Why are you saying youth? I've been watching your stuff. I've been enjoying your interviews." So. It's, it's really, man, it's been crazy, but, but young people from, from 13, just, it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger because I think we're all, like I said, at that place where we're trying to, I mean, some people, maybe they, they have a great job, they're making good money, but they're still like, I don't feel like this is my purpose. Yeah. And they're still trying to find it. So I feel like, you know, from 13 and up, you know, uh, I can, I, I'm reaching. Yeah. yeah, and I think this is also a, a good juncture just to point out too that I guess some of the problems are more evident in youth because they verbalize them better. So some of the things that we were talking about in our pre-interview chat around the idea of identity and youth having a difficulty being clear on their identity, yes, it's something that youth do deal with, but it's also, as adults, something that we grapple with. So what are the big issues that you're seeing culturally that people are dealing with now? 
culturally, man, on a regular Davis, for one, it's 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 purpose. Like, why am I here? You know, I, I meet a lot of different people. They're trying to discover it. They're trying to find it, and that's big one. Another is confidence and and just knowing their worth and knowing you know who they are. Identity. It goes it goes back. So um, those are the things that I'm I'm really seeing, and and so now I'm really trying to. You know, um, when I see somebody that's dealing with certain things, just to go and talk to him, listen to him. And, you know, there was one kid I was at the youth center. I got to speak with him the other day, but he was always lonely. All, not just lonely, but he was always, you know, by himself, yeah. sitting alone. And, and I was always, I, I wanted to be respectful how I go about it. But I went over and went and talked with him. And I said, hey, man, what's wrong? And he said, you know, a lot of these kids are, you know, they're, they're constantly, you know, they're making fun of me. I like this certain thing. I think he loves Sonic the Hedgehog. And they, you know, I was like, I like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, this was, this was out here. Yeah. Exactly. And he was like, you know, they don't like us. So they've been ragging on me. I said, okay, this is what you do. Because he's been getting bullied. Now, I'm not no bullying specialist. Yeah. But I, I said, you know, I said, there's two things you can actually do right now. And he's like, what is that? I said, well, I said, you can accept it or you can reject it. Mm. And just like that, I said, you can accept those things that they're telling you and, and stay in that. And he was, he was a young kid, but he was listening. His eyes got real big. I said, oh, you can reject it because that's not who you are anyway. I said, this is what you do. I said, you see all those kids with different backpacks? I said, go find a kid that, that is wearing something similar to what you like. I said, why don't you start, instead of trying to make friends with people that don't even like you anyway, try to find some people that do like you. And I said, that's how you make your, you know, your, um, your friends and, yeah. and, and start surrounding yourself with those people and he said you know he's looking at me like man I'm, I'm gonna go and try that so you know um, I, I think that's the main thing we're, we're all trying to um, we want to be accepted and we want to try to you know fit in these places and a lot of times I don't even want to send those places so find you know your gifts and talents and try to surround yourself with people that that like similar things as well and um, that'll help you, you know, so you don't have to stay, you know, all by yourself and you can get a community because the community is what we're all looking for. Yeah, you can still be in a crowd, you'd be lonely. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's um, quite a phenomenon, but it's actually very true. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying with kids, you know, kids uh, are more magnified view of some of the things that we as adults experience. And one of those things you were touching on is belonging. And it's funny how that when you go abroad, that, that feeling of belonging, um, kind of like it gets exaggerated when you meet somebody from your country yeah. so the other day I was in a, in a in an Uber with another guy and he turned out to be Australian and we, we were similar age and, and then we ended up having lunch together and going and doing exploring you know down Hollywood Boulevard together yet we wouldn't have done it necessarily in Sydney in our, in our own country but because you're abroad you have that feeling of mutual belonging and you're like oh okay you know he's with me you know like I'm with him this is a, a, a mutual um, safe connection because we belong to something mm -hmm. and I think that in our companies and in our in our careers if we can do some of what you're saying and, and build a sense of belonging around what we're doing mm -hmm. um, then we're going to create room for more people so what is something that you would say now to I guess parents of people who are young people who are experiencing identity and purpose issues. What would you say to the parents? To the parents, I would say you know number one, a lot of the the parents I understand are working hard. I ain't gonna get on y'all. I know y'all working hard. Y'all, you know y'all, you know getting the, the the clothes, the you know the food, and 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 some of their kids they wild. You got some wild kids out there. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a, they know. Yeah, so yeah, I'm they saying, know it. I'm saying one of the things that they can do is be present. Yeah. And I'm not talking about buying kids presents, but being present, being there, listen to, we know you just got done working, we know you tired, but you got to give your kids, 
some eye contact, some, some, some leaning in time, some, some hugging time, uh, saying I love you, because a lot of those times, those kids are not getting that. And once they don't, if they don't get that from the house, guess what, they're gonna get it from the streets. Are they gonna get it from a relationship? And you, you get what I'm saying? So I really feel like um, everybody has to do their part. But what I'm seeing is just a lot of the, the, the kids, they just need to be, they need to feel like, um, like they matter to yeah. their parents. And a greater sense of validation, I guess, as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like, you know, obviously you and I have had amazing parents and a lot of our listeners are amazing parents. Mm -hmm. And um, there's always something that we can do to be a better version of, of who we are. Mm -hmm. And on this podcast, what I really really deeply care about is helping people to simplify what they do to get a more significant result and so I guess as, as parents who are listening and also as business people who are listening and um, even just people who are, are students perhaps as well kind of like think about how you can simplify what you do to create more significance in the relationships around you what are some simple things that you can do to create a big change so now I'm uh, moving on to like what you're doing these days. So, so what's up next on the Preston horizon? Yeah, well, I'm just continuing to uh, my biggest thing is I just for me, I, I, I really don't like a lot of negative media. So you really got to figure out sometimes what you don't like and then try to figure out ways that you can change it or be a change of it. And so for me, I'm like, I want to see more positive things on TV, more positive things on YouTube, more positive things for young people or older people, and just to make the world smile a little bit. So um, for, for me, it's next to just continue to, to interview uh, people uh, that I look up to, um, that are inspiring so they can encourage others. I recently interviewed the director from, from Captain America and just the coolest down-to-earth guy ever. And he, he got a chance to use his voice in another way, not talking about just the movies, but just talking about his upbringing and talking about things he went through and talking about, again, community. And that interview alone has helped a lot of people at some of the schools that I have spoken at. A lot of them are like, Preston, uh, I want to sleep on your story, but his story was cool. <laughs> and so it's cool because I understand that I can't reach everybody, but, but if I could grab a hold of some stories. You can introduce people to other people's stories. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think that's, that, that's a beautiful thing. So I'm really just gearing up to that. I'm gearing up for more conferences and more um, speaking opportunities and, and, and gearing up for you know, going to school to get my you know, life coach certificate like I told yeah, you. Yeah. That's, that's one of my next goals. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm and doing some on. more work with TV as well. You yeah. see, you're going to be, tell us about that. Yeah, so um, so that's pretty much what goes into my interviews. So I'm, I'm working towards all my interviews. And then in, in the end, I want to be able to pitch them out to different things. But right now, they will be uh, on my, my YouTube channel, Preston Pollard. They can watch um, my, my, uh, on my YouTube channel right now. So. Okay, cool. So where else can people um, connect with you online? Yeah, they can um, connect with me on my Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Um, at Preston Pollard one uh, and then uh, I'm on Facebook Facebook Preston Pollard and then on YouTube Preston Paul Pollard and um, Twitter as well just Preston Pollard and awesome. uh, they would see some yeah you'll see me yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic and so if you had to leave us with three short yes. things to help us to really simplify what we do and get a better result what would it be yeah I will say number one Remember, you gotta be present. You gotta be present to, to you know, I know we're all on our phones a lot of times, but you wanna, you wanna be present um, towards other people. Um, number two, just smile. Smile sometime, it's okay. You don't always gotta look so mad. Um, and number three, if you're going through where you're just trying to figure out your purpose in life, I really want you to write down 
uh, what are what your natural gifts and abilities are. And once you figure those out, then I want you to attack them with all you got. Yeah, that's awesome yeah. advice. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Preston, in, in this um, downtown LA sushi shop. We've just had a, a great meal. And um, I know that people are going to be helped by what you've shared. I know that as they connect with you as well on your online mediums, they're going to be helped even more in, in a greater level. And I know I'm looking forward to seeing you in more movies and more TV um, series online. And um, yeah, really value what you're doing. And thank um, you. thanks again for making time to talk today. Yep, and thank you for all that you're doing and keep up the great work. Thank you. Wow, what a conversation. I know that I was inspired and uplifted by it and I really trust you were too. I really encourage you to go and leave some comments on Facebook or over at Insta or Twitter and also go and explore some of Preston's content. So you'll find him on all those channels he mentioned. He also has a YouTube channel that has stacks of videos of him sharing interesting and unique stories of his friends around the world. Hey friends, I really hope you have an awesome week and that you can find some simple ways to create significant outcomes so that you can live to accomplish. Thanks for joining us today. To connect with Nathan, simply visit facebook.com forward slash Nathan Shooter blog or Twitter and Instagram using at Nathan Shooter. We also invite you to comment, ask questions and subscribe to the email editions at nathanshooter.com.